0: I'm about to ask one of the most comprehensive, controversial, contradicting answered question ever, how much? As an exercise professional, as a coach, as somebody who's involved in the delivery of information about food and or exercise or both, is it possible that most questions will be that you will be bombarded with begin with how much? How much fresh air and sunshine do I need? How much oxygen do I need in my lungs to know that I'm fit? How much sleep do I need? How much water should I drink? How much food should I eat? How many carbohydrates, proteins and fat should I eat every day? Uh, How much exercise should I do? How many exercises should I do? Uh, How much body fat should I have? How much should I weigh? Uh, How much energy should I have? How much? And the questions keep coming. And is it possible that every unique individual person that asks you a question about how much uh, is exactly that, a unique individual person who might need a unique individual answer? But if somebody asks you, how much exercise do I need? How much food should I eat? How How many vitamins and minerals and phytochemicals and antioxidants should I put into my body every day? Is it possible that if you know the answer, you want to give the answer? And that's just human nature, of course, the behavioural scientists all share with us that we have been taught since a small child that if you are asked a question, you should answer the question. And of course, there's no challenge with answering a question, particularly if you've got the right answer, but would it be a really good idea first to find out why the person asked you the question? So when somebody says to you, uh, how much sunshine should I get? Great question, how come you ask me that question? How much sleep, sleep should I get? Great question, how come you asked me that question? How much should my body fat percentage be? Great question, why did you ask me the question? And I'm giving you that tool if you, if you aren't using it already, because is it possible that it would be really good to know why the person asked the question? Because often, uh, when somebody says, uh, how much breakfast should I eat? It might not be that they actually wanna know the answer to that question, it might be that they wanna share with you what they had for breakfast or how much breakfast they do like to have, or they've got an opinion about breakfast. So there's a special tool. If somebody says to you, how much should I do or how much should I eat or how much should I exercise? Great question. Why did you ask me the question? Then how do we measure, how do we test, how do we know what each individual person needs? And could there be a great uh, group of answers to that question rather than specifically? So let's start with a really interesting, obvious one. How much sunshine do I need? And there's an extreme to that, because if I get no sunshine, I'm not gonna look very healthy, I'm not gonna be very healthy, because my body, my body responds best to produce vitamin D, that amazing vitamin for my immune system, when I get sunshine. But if I get too much sunshine, I get burnt. <laughs> I get sunbur- sunburned, and that's to the extreme. So could it be, if we use that as a simple example, is it possible that that everything in moderation, so there's no none and there's no lots, there's just somewhere in between. And could that just be a simple headspace to have? Great question. Why did you ask me the question? And what do you think? What's the, the, the littlest amount that you think? And what's the largest amount that you think? Or what's the extreme amount that might not be good? So is it possible that we need a little bit of sunshine? And how would we know that? And I always go back to these four questions about anything to do with food or exercise or being healthy. Uh, There's some pretty good markers, or these questions will give you some really good biomarkers of whether or not a person is getting everything that they need. And my four questions are this, number one, do you have a stack of energy? Is it possible that a body that's fully energized is getting everything that it needs? Number two, do you perform at your best? So everything that you do from your exercise to parenting, to your work, to your sport, to your hobbies, everything that you do, you perform at your best. So number one is energy, number two is performance. Number three may or may not be important to people, to everybody, but some people it certainly is very important. Do you love what you see in the mirror? Do you love the shape of your body? Do you love the way you look? And is it possible that if people are unhappy with the way they look, that we might need to make some changes? And if they are happy with the way they look, why would we need to make any changes? It's just an interesting question. So one is energy, two is performance, three is the way you look. Number four, the results that you're currently getting from the way you eat and the way you exercise. Are you getting the results that you want? So what do you need, your eating plan, what do you need your exercise plan to do for you? And I'll use this extreme. If somebody says to me, "Roe, I've got a stack of energy all day, every day. I go to bed with it, I wake up with it, I'm, I'm an energetic person. I perform at my best at everything that I do. I love what I see in my mirror, hoo <laughs> hoo. And I am getting the results that I want from my eating and exercise plan. If somebody then says, how much? I just say, well, whatever much you're doing is the right much. Everything you're doing is giving you what most people only dream of having in their life, which is a fit, strong, healthy body with a stack of energy that perform at their best and love the way they look. So congratulations, keep doing what you're doing. Let's not get caught up in the how much. And that's one of those challenges because in the exercise profession, in the nutrition profession, the combination of the two, we seem to get really caught up in the how much and then we give it specific numbers. You must have this many minutes of sunshine. You must have this many liters of oxygen in your body to prove that you're fit you must have this many uh, uh, grams of carbohydrate every day you must have this many grams of protein every day you must do this many number of exercises you must exercise this many days of the week you must weigh this much you must have this body fat percentage and it's all about the numbers but what if we didn't have to focus on the numbers wouldn't it be awesome to just get everybody to that point stack of energy perform at my best love what i see in the mirror getting the results that i want If we then have to work backwards from there and have to make changes, do we have to do it specifically with the numbers? So I'll just go through them very systematically. If I don't get sick very often, there's a great example. So I don't mean that healthy means that I don't get sick because I think healthy is a lot more important than that, yeah? But if I don't get sick ever, or if I get sick very rarely, and if I pick up a germ bug or virus, I get better really quickly. So I might have a runny nose, sore throat for a couple of days at the most and then I'm better again. Uh, Is it possible that I've got the right amount of vitamin D, that my immune system is working well and I've got beautiful sunshine coming in my window at the moment and I just think I love sunshine and I'll use an example. My dog's, uh, sometimes they're in the shade and sometimes they're in the sun. And I think they've got a very special mechanism that understands that you've got to get some sunshine. And when they've had enough, they go and sit in the shade. Now, they might do that because they're hot, I don't know. But do we need some sunshine? Yes. And the ultimate for that is, do I have a strong immune system that I don't get sick very often? And could that mean I'm getting the right amount of sunlight? Do I have a stack of energy? Does my body work well? So there's one example. How much fresh air do I need? Well, there's an, the ultimate is... If I don't get any fresh air, how will I feel? And can I get too much fresh air? If we lived outside all the time, would that matter? So there's an extreme, I don't think we need to say, you need to get 22 minutes of fresh air every day or you need to go out for half an hour walk every day to get fresh air. Let's get some. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, When it comes to sleep, that's a really controversial topic. Uh, There are some people, I'm sure you've met them, they get two, three, four hours and they say that's enough. Have you met people that say, I need to get 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours of sleep every night? Here's my question for you. How much sleep do you need to wake up refreshed and energized and regenerated re- and for the next day? So if you go to sleep, you go to sleep fast, you go to sleep deep and you wake up refreshed and you feel like you're, you are rested and regenerated, are you getting enough sleep? If you go to bed, toss and turn, even if you're there for 12 hours and you wake up feeling stressed, unenergetic, tired, lethargic, does it mean you need more sleep or or are there other things to have a look at? Should we have a look at your stress level? Should we have a look at how much exercise you're getting, how much fresh air and sunshine you're getting? Is it possible that if you stay inside a dark house with no fresh air, no sunshine, don't do any exercise, that even when you go to bed, you might not sleep very well. And they're the questions that I think are unique and different for everybody. So when somebody says you have to have eight hours sleep, I always ask why? (laughs) What if I go to bed, go to sleep, wake up refreshed? Why would I lie in bed for another two or three hours if I'm refreshed and awake? And if I'm not refreshed and awake and feel energetic when I wake up, I want to have a look at what I need to do differently. So tonight when I go to sleep, I can fall asleep deeply and wake up refreshed. So is it possible that the amount of sleep that you need is the amount of sleep that you need to feel refreshed and re-energized? And I think that's a really important question. The next one is how much water do I need to drink? Uh, Is it eight glasses? Is it two liters? Is it one liter for every 25 kilograms of body weight? And they're some of the ones that you'll hear on a regular basis. But I always ask, how the hell would I know? Uh, I don't know how much your body uses every day. We can say eight glasses. My question is, well, what size are the glasses? Uh, I need two liters. Well, why? What if you weigh 45 kilos or you weigh 145 kilos? Surely your water requirement would be different. So, of course, I always use this really cool, fun, easy way to check. Drink more water till you've got clear wheeze. Drink more water till you've got clear wheeze. And it might not be water. Just check the color of your tinkle. And if you're doing yellow, stinky tinkles and there's not very much coming out, is it possible then that you need to put some more in? And there's a great question again that I ask. Rather than you have to have this and you must have that, and this is how much you have to have, what about live your life beautifully? Love your life, wake up every day. Eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full, love everything that you eat, enjoy your exercise. And if something's not working by those four questions, then let's work backwards from there rather than, oh, for me to be healthy, I have to eat this, do that and have that much. And life becomes a little bit regimented and boring, I think. But if that's, and here's another great question, how do you want to live your life? Do you want to count everything? Do you want to measure everything? Do you want to put a number on everything? Or do you just want to live your life? And I get that everybody's different. But when somebody says to me, how much water do I need to drink? My answer is always the same. Drink more water till you've got clear wheeze. Drink more water till you've got clear wheeze. I don't know how much you need to drink. I don't know how much brain power you use every day. I don't know how much activity you do every day. I don't know how your body functions, but you do. So if you have a tinkle and it's yellow and only a little bit comes out, let's have a drink. And what it is that you like to drink, whether it's water or juice, or—it's all that's completely up to you. So what about how much food do I need to eat? And I think that those four questions about food are really important. If you don't have any energy, if you're not performing at your best, if you don't love what you see in the mirror, and if you're not getting the results that you want, is it possible that you might need to change some things with your food? But I'll go a step further than that. If you say no to those four questions, I'd rather start with exercise. (laughs) And when people say to me, how much exercise should I do? I always answer with the exact same way. How often do you want to feel good? Because every time you get puffed, every time you put in 100% effort, every time you punch, kick, sprint, skip, run up and down some stairs, run through some soft sand, run up and down the hallway, run around the backyard, every time you get puffed, you pump happy drugs into your brain, you you change your neurochemistry, and you feel good. And the really important part of that, which is why I put food to the side, how much should I eat? is if you are exercising at 100% activity, at 100% effort in, your, in every activity that you do, uh, you will produce this awesome neurotransmitter called brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for your brain. And if you're fertilizing your brain, so your brain is growing more brain cells and you're strengthening the connections in the current brain cells that you've got, And you are improving your levels of serotonin, dopamine, endorphins, oxytocin, the love drug, all the neurotransmitters that make us feel good. When we sprint hard, when we get puffed, when we punch, kick, use our body to its 100% maximum activity, which is only short by the way, it's only 10 seconds. What happens then is my brain functions more effectively. Isn't that exciting? If my brain's functioning more effectively, is it possible that I'll make better decisions about what I eat? Is it possible I'll sleep better? Is it possible that if I'm aiming to get puffed, I might actually want to go outside and get some fresh air while I'm doing it, or get some sunshine while I'm doing it? Is it possible that if I get puffed, I might also get thirsty? If I get puffed, I also get fit, which means every system in my body starts working more effectively to the point where it works at peak performance. And then I ask this question. If I've got a body that's working at peak performance, is it possible that when I'm thirsty, my body will tell me, Rowie, you're thirsty. We need some fluid in here. Go have a drink. Rowie, you're hungry. Go and have some food. Rowie, you're full. Stop eating. Rowie, you need some sleep. Go to bed. Is it possible that when your body's really fit and your body's really strong and it's in peak physical condition, that all of those things will start and I always use this, if I look after my body, will my body look after me? If I get my body fit and strong and healthy in peak physical condition, is it possible that my body will then tell me exactly what it needs? Right down to, have you ever said this? I feel like eating a salad. I feel like a steak tonight. I feel like I need to have a drink. I feel like I'd love to have some chocolate. And if you listen to your own brain, you listen to your body because your body's not wrecked. And I use that word really, uh, I think it's important because I think the human race has done a lot of wrecking to its own body. I think when you overload your body with food, we overload your body with chemicals, drugs, recreational drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, smoking, If you overload your body with stress, if you don't get good sleep, if you don't get regular exercise, if you don't put high-performance fuel into your body, and then you just keep overloading it with crap, is it possible that all of those systems that would look after you break down? So if you stop looking after your body, is it possible that your body will stop looking after you? Can you change that? Yay! How much (laughs) do I have to do to change that? And that's where I get really excited, because my one answer to how much exercise do I need is always the same how often do you want to feel good and the ultimate how much is 100% effort all you've got to do is put in 100% effort every time you exercise 50% effort gives you 50% results. 50% effort, could it take twice as long? If you put in 100% effort, your body has to change. It's got no choice. When you get puffed, every single system in your body has to work. Endocrine system, central nervous system, skeletal system, muscular system, digestive system, uh, immune system. Everything has to work when you force your body to change. And when you force your body to change, you force it to get fit. Now you've got heart and lungs that are more effective. If you are sprinting, if you are jumping, if you are punching, if you're kicking, if you're lifting heavy, your muscles are pulling on your bones, so your bones are getting stronger. Your immune system's built inside your bones, so you automatically get a stronger immune system. And I'll share again, is it possible that if you're getting puffed, you'll be sucking in the right amount of oxygen? Uh, Your body will tell you that you're getting fitter, because fit people... Everybody gets puffed in 10 seconds. If you work really hard, whether you're fit or unfit, you're going to get puffed. But if you're unfit, it takes longer to recover. If you're really fit, you get puffed in 10 seconds. You put in 100% effort, but you recover really quickly. So your own body will tell you, hey, Rowan, you're getting really fit because last time you got puffed, it took you a minute to recover. This time it only took 30 seconds. The next time it was only 25 seconds. The next time you're fully recovered in 15 seconds, ready to go again. Isn't that awesome? How much exercise do you need? How often do you want to feel good? And if you get puffed on a regular basis, is it possible that everything else will look after itself? The only interesting one when it comes to how much, when it's when we talk about exercise, is of course lifting heavy things. If you want to get strong, you've got to overload every muscle and bone, joint, ligament, tendon in your body. And the only way to do that is to overload by lifting. You have to lift something heavy. Your body doesn't get strong by itself. You can't eat food to get strong. Puffing doesn't make you strong. To get strong muscles and bones, you actually have to lift something heavy, yeah? So how much do I have to do uh, is a really great question about strength training. Because again, I don't know the answer to that. You do and your body will tell you. Uh, if, you're, if you want to work at 100% effort and that's the only energy system that, that gives you the 100% result, that's only 10 seconds. So how many can you lift in 10 seconds? Uh, it's obviously not going to be a big number. And by the time you get to the the end of that 10 seconds, you shouldn't be able to do any more. So the weight that you lift should be of a weight that by the time you've lifted for 10 seconds, you can't do another one. That means the weight is determined by you and your body. It's determined by how you feel that day, how hydrated you are, how much energy you've got, how much sleep you've got. So your body will tell you. Uh, Today, we're going to lift this because this is what you've done to me. If you look after your body, it will look after you. So if you've had a heap of sleep, if you're recovered and regenerated, if you're fully hydrated, if you've got great nutrition in your body and you've got a brain that's working really well, is it possible that you will then be able to lift heavier and if you lift heavier, you get stronger. And that's the me- that's the mechanism that tells you that you're getting stronger. How do I know I'm getting stronger, Rowie? You're lifting heavier. woohoo! So if you can lift heavier and you're overloading every muscle and, and, and bone, joint, ligament, tendon in your body, then how long does that take to recover? And again, I don't have an answer to that. And if somebody else tells you that they know how long you should wait between exercise sessions, they don't know your body. Because the only way that that you know that you've gotten stronger is if you've gotten stronger. And when you lift heavy, you're not getting stronger when you lift. You're actually going into what we call a catabolic state, yeah, where you're breaking down muscle tissue. You put slight micro tears in the muscles. That then has to recover, regenerate, and supercompensate. So until you've supercompensated, you haven't gotten stronger. When you go and lift, if you haven't gotten stronger, you haven't supercompensated. Make sense? So how much, how much should I do? How much weight should I lift? As many as you can lift for 10 seconds, safely, as fast as you possibly can, as heavy as you possibly can. Next time you go, if you can't lift heavier, then you haven't recovered from your last workout. Now, how long does that take? Could that depend on how much sleep you've had, how much stress you've got in your life, what your current lifestyle is doing to you at the moment? Are you getting great nutrition? Are you hydrated? Are you sleeping well? All of those things. And, but there's an interesting cycle there because the the more uh, energetic you are, the more hydrated you are, the more good nutrition you've got in the, in your body, the heavier you can lift. The heavier you can lift, the longer it takes to recover. So that the really interesting way to test how much strength training should I do, it usually takes for your central nervous system, your endocrine system, musculoskeletal system to recover, supercompensate from a, from a heavy workout. Can take somewhere between seven to ten days, but I don't know that. Uh, that is all dependent on your body. So, if you are an exercise professional and somebody says to you, "How much strength training should I do?" Would it be a good answer to say, "Let's find out. I don't know. Let's find out how strong you are now. Next time you come back to exercise, if you haven't gotten any stronger, you haven't super compensated, and you aren't you aren't recovered yet from your last workout. So." How much sunshine, fresh air, sleep, water, food, exercise do I need? How much should I weigh? What should my body fat percentage be? All those how much questions. Could the answer to that be that each person that you come in contact with is an individual person? And I always ask this of my max exercise professionals, and I'm asking this of you, please. Learn how to get people really fit and learn how to get people really strong. I think that's the two main components of being a great exercise professional. Because imagine if the world was fitter and stronger, or if everybody was as fit and strong as they could possibly be. So their body was in peak physical condition, you're looking after your body, so now your body's looking after you. But the third part of being a top level exercise professional is that you now treat each person as a unique individual. So you know how to get them strong, you know how to get them fit. But you're going to do it in a way that they're going to enjoy it and they're going to love and it's going to fit in with their lifestyle. So there's no how much, how much sunshine and fresh air should I get? How much do you want to get? How often do you want to be outside? And if you're going to be outside for a long time in the sunshine, obviously make sure you wear a hat or some sunscreen so you don't get sunburnt. Uh, Can we get too much fresh air? Probably not. How much sleep do you need? If you go to bed and you fall asleep deeply and you wake up refreshed, you're getting an exact amount of sleep that you need. How would I know how many hours that is? You've got to work that out. When your body's in peak physical condition, is it possible that you'll sleep really deeply and wake up refreshed? Isn't that awesome? How much food do I need to eat? If you're really fit and strong, is it possible that your own body will tell you, I'm hungry, give me some food. How much of the carbohydrate, protein, and fat do I need? That is a very disputed topic. <laughs> I would never tell anybody you need to eat this much carbohydrate, this much protein, and this much fat because there is so much dispute, even in the scientific world, about what that actually is, and even what the, some of the things that the scientists agree on. There are people that eat two, three, five, ten times more than that and they are in peak physical condition. They've got a stack of energy perform at their best. They love what they see in the mirror and they're getting the results that they want. So is it possible that what if we get people really fit and really strong, maybe their body will tell them what they need to eat. So when you're really fit, your body will say, hey, I'm hungry, let's eat. And if you ask your own body, what do I feel like eating? Uh, I always use this example, if you're about to go sprint, if you're about to go lift heavy, if you're about to put in 100% effort, is it possible that your body says to you or doesn't say to you, let's go get a bucket of KFC and and a liter of Coke and a big bucket of chips? Probably not. (laughs) If you get really fit and really strong and you're about to go exercise, is it possible that your body will tell you, hey, either we don't want to eat very much because we don't want to throw it up. Or we want to eat some food that's going to give us energy to exercise. And I don't know what that is either. Some people, who, uh, some people eat nothing before they exercise because they feel sick if they eat. Other people have to eat before they exercise, otherwise they don't have any energy. Some people will eat a banana. Some people will drink a Diet Coke. Some people have a pre-workout drink. Some people have a bowl of cereal. Some people have a protein bar. Everybody has to work it out for themselves because everybody's different. How can I come along and say, you've got to eat this protein bar before you work out? What if they don't like the taste of the protein bar? What if they don't want to eat anything before they exercise? Why don't we ask? Wouldn't it be awesome if as an exercise professional, as a coach, as somebody that wants to deliver great information about how much eating and exercise and sleep and oxygen and fresh air and sunshine, what if we get to know the person? What do you want? What's your goal? What's your next goal? What's your long-term goal? Why is that important to you? What do you love to eat? What don't you love to eat? What exercise do you like to do? What exercise don't you like to do? Exercise is an interesting one because if people say to me, I hate exercise, I go, awesome. Which one do you hate the least? I want to make each exercise program and each eating plan unique, personalized, specific, tailored, customized for each individual person. How about you? So when somebody comes to you and says, how much (laughs) should I eat? How much should I drink? How much sleep should I get? What should my body fat percentage be? How much should I weigh? All of those how much questions. Great question. Why did you ask me that question? Let's find out about the person exactly what they want and why they want it and then customize and tailor the program to suit them rather than come up with a whole heap of numbers and say, this is how much sleep you should have and this is how much water you should drink and this is how much food you should eat and this is how much exercise you should do. What if that doesn't fit in with their lifestyle? So is it possible, this great question, if you look after your body, is it possible that your body will look after you? And if you get really fit and if you get really strong, is it possible that all the mechanisms for how much sleep we need, how much water we need to drink, how much food we need to eat, even how much exercise we need to have, is it possible that our body will tell us Look after your body and it will look after you. Could that be the best how much question? How much do I need to look after my body? All of it. Ha <laughs> ha All of it. Look after all of your body and your body will look after you.